Well, first of all, I just found out that my wife is trying to have me killed. Who told you? A friend. Anyone I know? Oh, he's my next door neighbor. And here's the funny part, he's a hitman too. <laughs> really? What's his name? Jimmy. Jimmy Tedeschi. Jimmy the Tulip? Jimmy the Tulip lives next to you? And you know him? Oz, can you introduce me to him? Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. The countdown to episode 100 keeps rolling. This being episode 92, and it's going to cover 2004's The Whole 10 Yards. Now, I'm not a hitman myself. I know a hitman. Shout out to Mike. So uh, go ahead and put on some uh, cozy slippers, whatever you got to do, chill, and come back after a word from this sponsor. Are you tired of eating that stupid sandwich shop from down the street? Where they give you more bread than they give you meat? Well, bring your big ass down to Chubb Sub Sandwiches. We got all the meat you can handle, baby. All you gotta say is, double my pleasure, double my fun. You gonna put double ham. We can even combo bologna and ham, chicken, turkey. Oh, man, all the veggies you can handle, baby. Get your big ass down here to Chubb. We ain't no pedophile ring. You know what I mean. Like I said in the intro, guys, we are going to get into 2004's The Whole 10 Yards. Now, this is the sequel to 2000's The Whole 9 Yards. And if you remember that movie, it stars Bruce Willis, Matthew Perry, Amanda Peet, and the chick from Species. Now, who is that chick, you might ask? Oh, that's that dime piece, Natasha Henstridge. I, I guess that's how you say her name. Anyways, this sequel takes place... It, it says in the beginning... Now, this is the funny part. It takes place in 2004. Now, if my math is correct, the first movie was in 2000. So that's four years, give or take. And in the movie, they have been saying couple couple years for, for like, I guess, whenever after the first film, they took two years breaks off. Whatever. Anyways, their math is wrong. Apparently, I still don't know if it takes place four or two, whatever. But it's basically Jimmy the Tulip, who was Bruce Willis's character, and Amanda Peet's character, Jill, uh... They're living in Mexico. Everybody's living happy, you know, happily ever after. Oz is with his ex-wife. And, I mean, Oz is with Tulip's, uh, Jimmy's ex-wife. And they're in California now. Well, the head of the mob family that Jimmy worked for, the father of Yanni from the first film, uh, Laszlo, has been free. He's been set free. And let's just kind of rewind it back to 1961. Because when we start the movie off, we see this beginning of the film where uh, Laszlo, I believe, Laszlo, whatever, he, um, his two boys are fighting, blah, blah, blah. He rips a dollar bill in half and gives one of them, he says, here, when y'all can learn to come together and work together, you will have my empire. Some 
you know, stick like that. Um, fast forward to present day, quote unquote, 2004. Uh, somehow there's been communication between Jill and Oz and the same between Cynthia and, and Jimmy. Unbeknownst to the other people, you know, they... I remember watching this movie and thinking that Amanda Peet's character was married to Oz because I only saw the this one before I saw the, the first one. Uh, but it's not. She played, she was like a dental hygienist or whatever for his practice who was actually secretly uh, contracted to kill him. So, go figure. From the, uh, from his actual first wife. Um, so, right around this time, Laszlo gets out of jail and he wants to find the people responsible for killing his son, Yanni. And this leads to them kind of stalking or, or doing recon on the on the dentist. He kind of, well, Laszlo kind of put two and two together that, you know, hey, they faked their deaths because this dentist, I mean, obviously it's a dentist, they can change dental records, blah, blah, blah. And... So he's he has one of his guy goons, his sons, I believe, Stromboli, something like that, uh, go after him. And I go after him, like basically, you know, pretend to be a patient, blah, blah, blah. Um, this fucking movie, it just, it goes from one place to another because when, and I, I guess the two couples are having kind of difficulty in their marriage, you know, intimacy problems whatever so Oz comes home after having a little he's been very overprotective he's been very like, paranoid I guess would be or whatever he's got a security system bunch of guns uh, she's kind of getting annoyed by it they have a kind of a little tiff she she announces she's pregnant so there's kind of the thing they gotta he's gotta realize like okay fuck the security system I need to be about my wife and my future child so he comes home and finds Laszlo has kidnapped his wife and wants to know where Jimmy is and gives up the low you know I'm not stupid I know he, he faked his death come on where's Jimmy and he has this weird like speech so he, with Jimmy Jimmy with Jimmy yeah so he manages to escape and goes straight to Mexico in his $80,000, whatever how much it costs, eight, Porsche. Now, that right there is something you can stretch from beyond belief. To go into Mexico with that expensive-ass car and not get it fucking hijacked, stolen, on bricks, whatever, that is, like... This must be the universe Superman lives in. That's all I gotta say. Like that is unfucking believable. Now, the funny thing here is, he goes down to Mexico. He basically leads them to Mexico because they put a GPS tracker and a low jack, whatever, on his Porsche. Um, they and by they I mean Bruce Willis and Jill and you know they they managed to escape take the Porsche that still has the GPS, leaves it in Mexico, gets a, uh, a bus ticket, drive to go back to L.A., rent another car so they can get around, rent a room at a, you know, I guess a classic motel, you know. Motels are 
single level. Uh, well, I guess you could be double level. And hotels or buildings, you know, like inside. I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> I guess there is a difference between the two. But anyways, um, during this whole thing, Jill and, and Jimmy start having like little tiffs and, and, and whatnot. I think they managed to kidnap uh, Laszlo's kid. What the hell is his name? I'm gonna find. I have to find this out. Stromboli. I'm sorry. It's Strabo. Whatever. Uh, so they have him handcuffed and tied to a chair. They're having these little hiccups, and and he gets mad and frustrated and goes to the bar to drink. Now the scene at the bar is fucking ridiculous because. You mean tell me Bruce Willis getting drunk? I mean, not Bruce Willis, but a, a guy getting drunk in a bar with a bunch of glasses made into like a little castle of whatnot, at yelling at the top of his lungs about the world or whatever he was bitching about. And nobody's going to tell him, hey, dude, get the fuck out of here. Calm your shit. Pay your tab and get the fuck out of here. No, they just, eh, whatever. To the point where this motherfucker literally goes head first towards that fucking glass table and everything breaks. Then you get Matthew Perry with that whole check please. Um his character Oz is just is is I want to say it's just like Chandler, but I do, I never got into friends. I never watched a full like season of friends and get a, you know. I've caught an episode here or there, but yeah, so Matthew Perry in this one, I don't know. I mean, I know he came out with a book Saying that he, you know, he was doing drugs and this and that. So this might be around that same time because he is kind of chunky. Um, but the crazy thing about this movie is that, yeah, Cynthia's kidnapped, but it's on purpose. Like, her and Jimmy have basically been in cahoots to realize, okay, Laszlo's getting out of jail. He's going to come after us. Perfect time for us to get something at this time at this point in time in the film we have no clue as the audience but they're working on they're doing something they're scheming something because she has a chance to escape she doesn't escape she just starts snooping around and doesn't find nothing uh, i believe she was kidnapped for like three days anyways um so oz being oz you know they you know they have they have this uh, Laszlo Jimmy have this discussion of a prisoner exchange I guess you'd call it, and so they're setting it up getting you know oh we need guns and Oz has them set he's got a whole room full of guns Jill is just like a kid in a candy store she's just getting off on it and I don't know why I mean yes in the first film she showed her boobs but there was a scene in this film where. They could have done full front. And they, it looked like they edited it just to keep that PG-13. I think that probably would have been the reason. But, um, uh, ow, that was my shoulder. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so they're all set. When they come out of the of the house, they're getting shot out by another assassin. Now, with all this going on, Strambo's able to escape his being tied to a chair or whatever, manages to go outside, can't get into the car, decides to get into the trunk. He for some reason he has the key to the trunk. He gets in the trunk. Oh no, no, he does he has the key. The whole the only key for the vehicle. Gets in the trunk and for whatever reason is there 
And when the assassin starts shooting, guess what happens? The dumb motherfucker gets shot by one of the fucking bullets. Um, so they're in kind of a predicament. They can't have a prisoner exchange with one dead prisoner. So, and of course, everybody's mad at each other. I'm going to say everybody, Jimmy and Jill. They're mad at each other like to the point where it's like, fuck you, bye. And it's it's almost, it kind of sucks. But at the same time, like, fuck. You know, these two characters, you would think, yeah, they, they fell for each other in the first film. Like, they're falling out in the second one. Like, this kind of sucks. But then he makes up with her, and she's included in the plan, the main plan for everything. So, like I said, again, us audience, we have, we're, we're in the dark until the very end. Uh, the assassin turns out to be Oz's new um, assistant, dental assistant, uh, we, not secretary, dental assistant, I think I believe that's, anyways. Uh, and so she turns out to be uh, Frankie Figg's little sister. Now, if you remember Michael Clark Duncan's character from the first film, she is related to him, works for Laszlo, and chloroforms both Jimmy and Oz and takes him to Laszlo. They wake up, they're just in a daze, and then they realize, oh shit, they're going to fucking chop us up and put us in trash bags. This is going to suck. Well, here comes Jill. Jill has rigged Strambo to this weird... Uh, like to make it look like he's just tied to the chair, but his arm is free, like kind of like a Winking and Bernie's kind of deal. Uh, she comes in and tells Laszlo, you know, I want to work for you, but you got to let these two go, whatever you want. And she, he basically tells her, okay, you want to work for me? Kill Yemi. All you got to do kill Yemi. Shoot him in the head. You kill Yemi. And, you know, boom, we got a deal. So she's struggling. She's like struggling with uh, this task. And you really fucking, I really believed it for a split second. But that part of me was like, man, I know something's up. Something is up. But part of me was like, nah, she's not going to do it. Because it's been a while since I've seen this film. Uh, so she's able, he's, he's taunting her. Jimmy's just taunting her. Because she, when they were away, she did take a... Uh, uh, assassin hitman jobs and a lot of those jobs didn't go the way she wanted to yeah the target ended up dead but like this it's shown in the film she had a guy she went up there just moped to his room was gonna you know shoot him with a shotgun whatever uh, some accident happens and he falls out of the fucking window like he literally falls through the window to his death and then there was another guy before that that fell down a flight of stairs or an elevator shaft some shit like that so she's almost like the Mr. Magoo of wannabe hitmen, ladies, whatever they called. Um, so she, so he's taunting her. He's taunting the fuck out of her. And so she manages to aim at the a lamp and shoot because she's like, I'll, you know, I'll shoot that lamp, blah, blah, blah. So she shoots the lamp to show that there's live rounds. Um, shoots, then finally, you know, she shoots Jimmy in the chest. And she's freaking out. He's like, oh, I didn't think you could do it. But then he flips the script and has uh, Fig's uh, sister point the gun at her and get ready to shoot her only to uh, 
I think at this time he had sent the boys, the goons, to go downstairs and get in Strambo, but he was strapped up to a bomb, and that shit explodes. Ba-boom! When they try to open the door and all this other shit. Uh, everybody's dying. Jimmy pops up, starts shooting some goons. Uh, I want to say... Oh, no. Laszlo shoots the black chick. Uh, I don't know. She, she looks familiar. I think she was in some Tyler Perry movies or something, or House of Pain. I don't know, but uh, she uh, she dies, <laughs> and uh, it's fucking revealed that Laszlo is his father, is Jimmy's father. But I want to say like maybe it was like an adoptive thing. I don't know. I can't really. And I, I mean, you think back to the very beginning of the movie. He does tell Jimmy and Yanni to settle their shit and work together someday whatever but it turns out that uh that bill that was split in half there's i guess an account number on it to the cayman on it something like that to to a cayman island account of like 280 million or billion dollars some shit like that and so they're gonna split it they're the two couples are gonna split it in half everybody was in uh Jill was roped into what the plan was when Jimmy called to apologize, and then Cynthia's already knew that shit, and then then we find out Jill's pregnant. Cause this whole time Jimmy's been trying to get her pregnant, and he's been having ED problems and whatever. But turns out homegirl got home homegirl got some uh, something baking in the oven along with Cynthia. So who knows? Their kids might grow up. We might get the whole eleven yards. And the kids of theirs, you know, whatever. Uh, that, that's that's maybe a direct-to-DVD streaming, whatever. But that's the end of the movie, guys. That's the end of this review. Uh, what did I take back from it? What? Well, um, yeah, it was some funny parts, but it was a lot of, like, a lot of that stuff that Oz does, kind of, like, almost cringy. And, like, oh, fuck. Then... Bruce Willis being the tough guy, but in a comedic role, it's, it's, you know, it's fun. It's good to see, but especially now that he's been diagnosed with that, you know, I can't off the top of my head remember what it is, but he's actually had to retire and step away from acting. Um, would I suggest watching this movie if you're a fan of the first one? Sure, if you want to see what happens to these characters after that movie. Uh, I am looking right now at some Rotten Tomato reviews and they're no good no looky too good so one guy said uh, it's a steaming pile of crap that just just about sums up the whole 10 yards which most of the cast from the whole 9 yards and the performances are astrically black oh shit blah. just damn this dude really went in um let me see if I can find another before I get close. So, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Okay, now this one sounds really, really bad. I don't even know if I want to fucking repeat what it says. But in the film, there was uh, a baby mobile that Jimmy uh, was showing Jill. And it was basically all the people that they quote-unquote kill or remember killing or whatever from their past. As a, as a collective and if you remember in the first movie Figs he was a black man now this person says my wife and I couldn't get past the first five minutes of the movie 
the black <clears throat> doll, I skipped a word, uh, on the baby mobile was very disturbing. Having seen this image, it now tarnishes the fun memory of the first film. I know that I will not be finishing this movie. So I get where they're coming from, but again, it's just a it's just a doll. But the way these this motherfucker put the wording, like, bro, that's fucked up on your side. It has nothing to do with the movie. You're you're I don't know. They didn't drop the N word. They just dropped. It's very now. That's this is disturbing. I'm just saying. Another person says obnoxious and pointless. This is one of the worst sequels I have ever seen and one of the worst comedies. Avoid at all costs. To quote the late Roger Ebert, I hate this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Period. Hated it. Period. Hated every simping, stupid, vacant, audience, insulting moment of it. Damn. Oh, shit. One person just said, not even Bruce Willis can save this. Damn. And then you get the people that like it. Like, you know, one dude gave it four stars and said, I thought it was funny. Another person said, the perfect movie to demonstrate the rotten, how Rotten Tomatoes sometimes fails. Would I recommend this movie? Nah. But it was funny enough and was actually a pretty decent sequel for having lost a director from the first. It's not, it's not great. But it does deserve, it doesn't deserve, but if it deserves 4%, what the hell, no way. It's an analyze that, it's not a bad movie, and if you really like the first pretty, it's pretty entertaining, better than 4%. Yeah, so the rating on this one from the audience was like fucking 4% or something, and critics and whatnot. But that's it, guys, that is, that is the end of this episode. Uh, my rating of it would have been, eh, if you like the first one, like I said, you know, see what happens to those characters, check this one out. Other than that, yeah, eh, making the whole he's my father, that kind of like threw me off a little bit because it almost seemed like you don't, I mean, there was no, I don't know, it just seemed weird, almost like he is adopted, but I don't know. That's it, guys. Stay tuned for the outro. That is it, guys. That is the episode. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thank you for sticking it this long. I know this episode and probably the last few dozen haven't been up to par. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not getting paid like Joe Rogan, so I ain't going to put out the shit like Joe Rogan. So, I'm having fun. I'm digging it. I am still on the countdown to 100. Eight more episodes to go. Eight more weeks, just about. So, uh, yeah, nothing's changed on the on the front. I do want to promote the YouTube channel. I do want to promote the Extra Butter Feed. Just did a Trailer Haters episode on the latest Shazam trailer and the first one that came out. So go do me a solid. Go check out that at YouTube. Uh, links in the link tree description below. Her link is in the link tree in the description below. I should have worded that better. Um, also, if you're on Spotify, if you check out the podcast on Spotify, you'll see the video for uh, for that episode uh, on the Spotify app and wherever I guess the app or the website, whatever. 
but uh, it's, I think it's just easier to check out both of them wherever you get your podcast. I'm gonna, it's your prerogative, it's your deal. Uh, just again, want to thank you for sticking it out, hanging with me, talk a little bit of this, a little bit of that on the movies and extra butterfeed. Uh, it, it's you know, I do it when I have time, you know, when I have something comes up or whatever. Um, so usually I do put out maybe two episodes of the Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn podcast a month. But since we're on the countdown to 100, I've been just knocking them out weekly. Hope you're digging that. Hope you're uh, indulging in the sad, sad production value that is Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn Studios. Oh, did I just? Yeah, I did. Um, I can't really give a solid you know, hey, next week, this episode or whatever, because I'm, I'm basically going through a list of movies I've had my eye on, on top of what's on the coming soon section on the website. Um, I do want to say Son of the Mask will be uh, in next week or the week before. It all depends on where I can find the copy of that. Um, I, there's a couple movies that I, I would like to have some friends on. Y'all know who y'all are, and if you don't, here's a uh, a shout out. Uh, I want to do Legends of the, uh, the is it the Legend of Zorro or the Legend of Zorro, whatever. I want to get Lydia uh, on that episode from Vibing and the significant other of That's Wild podcast Tito P. Um, I need to reach out and see if she's still down to do that. I have. A Tremors entry and I've been holding that one off for years a couple a year and a half or so whatever I want to get my buddy uh, Tony on that one see if he has time and I think I think the other one would would have been uh, staying alive I want to get a special special guest on that one with uh, with the football season coming to a close maybe we'll be able to knock that one out and and see how uh, see if he's got the fever if he's got the cure for the fever uh, anyways uh, other than that same old stick you know stick with it uh, when they get to 100 I have really have any plans for what to do on 100 um, but you know, like I said you know we shoot from the hip here you know we, we go with uh, we roll with the punches so you know with that being said I want again thank you thank you thank you and remember guys if you ain't laughing you ain't living. Take care of yourself and the people you love. Peace. Nanu nanu.